0: This is episode 26 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Taze, and this is the podcast with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast, where we feature your poetry, your letters, your writing, anything you've written down you want to share, it is featured on this podcast, making each and every one of you the star of these episodes. All I do is give you a platform, a stage, and a voice, but really the focus is on you. So how are you guys doing today? The, excuse me. The date of this episode will be releases on the sixth, and you know, right now I usually highlight a little bit of my procrastination when doing these episodes in terms of it might be late at night when I record. Usually, because that's when I find the most time. This time is a change of pace. It is the nice early gray blue of morning light. You may be able to even hear birds in the background if you're listening closely enough or if I messed up on editing. <laughs> Maybe that will be a nice touch as well. But really, how was your week? We are now getting close to summer. Uh, the weather, at least where I am and what we will get into, has been extremely hot, but definitely nice if you're able to be near some water. Now, as always, I do not have a plan for what I want to talk to about before the episode, or at least this script. And so I was kind of thinking, well, would I like to discuss a little bit, maybe potentially hear from you guys in regards to a topic. And what's coming to mind is, as I've grown older, I recently turned 26, I've been thinking about how I like to spend my time, you know, a lot when I was younger... Uh, if I had the option, I would always like to share it with people as much as possible. And while that's still very much the case in a lot of situations, um, last few years I've definitely gotten uh, more uh, used to and more desiring uh, doing things on my own, even if they're considered social activities. Um, for instance, I really like going to the movies by myself. I think it's... Uh, just be able to be fully engrossed into the story and the creative talents of everything portrayed, I don't know, I think it's very relaxing. I hikes by myself walks, those kind of things. Sometimes just a drive where you don't have anyone to talk to, you just listen to music, just be in your own world for a bit. I guess that's another reason why I like either being up very early or very late at night, uh, because it gives me that time alone. So I was a little curious, and what for you guys, as you grow older, do you feel like you draw uh, closer, or you draw more to the idea of wanting to share time with people? Or do you kind of draw more inward a little bit, and value more of your time by yourself? Maybe because of a year of isolation, maybe now more than ever you want to get. Uh, out and be with others. It's a weird balancing act. I find myself flip-flopping from, uh, especially on some days where there's that uh, duality of wanting to be with people, but also really wanting to be by myself too. <laughs> and that's why, and I said in the previous episode before, I really love the relationships you can have with people where you can share a space together and share each other's atmosphere and company. Uh, but you can do so in silence or not feel pressured to entertain one another, that you can just enjoy each other's presence. So I just wanted to hear uh, from you guys. What do you guys think about that? How do you think you lean as time goes on? You can definitely let me know, as always, on uh, social media handles, which I list always at the end of the episode. Outside of that... We have a really great episode uh, for today, Day, and it's one of those ones where I kind of structured it in a way where you can kind of paint your own story if you look at the pieces as a whole. So I'm curious to see if you're able to catch on what kind of story I'll paint. It's not that deep, <laughs> I'll be honest, um, but it's kind of something no- I noticed as I pieced it together, like, oh, that kind of paints a bigger story. Um, if you organize the stay under one rider. And so, let me know if you think if you caught it before I mentioned it. I will, at the end of the episode, I will kind of speak on what big picture I thought it might have painted. So, before we get in, let us talk about what the weather will be, as always. On Sunday the 6th, which is obviously June... The weather is looking like it'll be a high of 95 degrees Fahrenheit in my area. Mostly sunny with just a few clouds. It's so hot we're going to actually in a heat advisory. So if you're in the area or your weather is very similar, I hope you enjoy it. If you're able to go outside to be in your water or, you know, whatever you do, uh, stay safe. Obviously, uh, you know, stay safe due to the virus if you saw restrictions in your area and such take those precautions also stay safe due to heat um heat stroke can quickly set in so bring a bottle of water with you go swimming be comfortable but enjoy this wonderfully beautiful sunday maybe it's a great time to get some things done around the house yard work maybe you just want to uh cuddle in the dark house with the ac on read a good book or will catch up on a movie or show however you spend it just know that i am there with you <laughs> and hoping you have a great time um I don't know what I'm going to be doing for my Sunday yet, uh, but I'm sure it'll be just wonderful. So to get started, I'll be reading a piece by M. Ray, and it is titled, The Window. This huge, bustling street, slow trams cutting through, seagulls screaming, busy skies, that homeless woman. A beautiful mess from above And there I am Off from my desk to get a break Before I break No A coffee for the fifth time today? No Well, yes But not because I need the coffee Nor the break Just loving this view Bustling streets And the trams A well-deserved break And the mess we're in Back to my desk, then. Thanks, everyone. So thank you, Emre, for sharing this piece titled, The Window. What I really liked about this one is, obviously, it's painting that scene, to me, um, being in your office, overlooking the street, and not because you necessarily need a break, but sometimes it feels good just, just to be able to step away. Um... It's kind of like that word uh, "sonder." It reminded me of uh, acknowledging that the people we meet or run across have their whole, their own whole individual lives uh, outside of us. That's not connected to us at all, and we may not even be on their radar. And so, I think it's nice to be able to step out of our own world at times, step out of whatever we're doing, and just appreciate the world around us. How. It's always growing and changing. Um, and our presence is not always known by the world around us and by uh, those on the streets or the seagulls screaming above or the people uh, hustling to work uh, to get through their day. And as you put it, Emre, from the view of your office, it can be described as a beautiful mess from above. So I think it's just a very uh, sweet thought how to reflect on life, how life is so crazy and changing, but ever moving forward. And sometimes it's nice to be able to just take a look and soak it all in. So thank you. This next one is by Miriam S., and it is titled, This Poem Was Written in Paris. You were like a blossom in October, a flower in winter, Sometimes a dying butterfly in the middle of March, and a forgotten memory of a summer night. You are the good, the bad, and all that kind of stuff that thrills and makes you question life. You are all these things that never happen, a dying soul in its way to heaven, the last second of a lifetime nightmare, yet repeating it all over again in a single prayer. Thank you very much, Miriam, for sharing this poem. In regards to uh, Miriam's inspiration to this piece, they said, The inspiration of my poem came from the perspective of impossible love. Love seen as something beautiful, but in an impossible scenario. Something like bad timing. And how many times have we found ourselves there? Sometimes things don't work out just because, you know, as Miriam brings out, timing or circumstances. Or maybe we're not the correct people for each other at that time. And so as beautiful as it may be, uh, and and uh, wonderful, fantastical as it might seem, as you said, like a flower in winter a forgotten memory of a summer night. At the end of the day, sometimes for that moment in history, it's impossible. And what I really liked about your poem, Miriam, too, is it speaking about, at least to me, this contradictory uh, nature of love and romance. Love at its core for how people view it, is this wonderful thing. It fills us with so much emotion and passion and the idea of love has been used to create very powerful works and movements uh, all throughout history and motivates us through life. Uh, we give so much of ourselves due the love and yet at the same time for something so powerfully positive it can be so painful. Um, either from the lack of love or love that never worked out in the end and so even with the that duality of the pain and power of love and imagining someone as your title brings out uh the poem written in paris sitting in their uh, apartment in paris and maybe they're reflecting on a failed love writing this i think it just paints such a strong scene where one way or another We felt pieces of what you've wrote here. I think it's a very common sentiment. And you capture that beautifully, so thank you. This next poem is by Joseph, who's from the UK. And it is titled, Lay. A glee sunrise licks the morning sea. The leaves descending, the fruits of winter blooming, blossoming, FROM WET GROUND, A HUMBLE COLOSSUS OF STONE AND GRASS, NOTHING BESIDES VESTIGE, MY HOMETOWN, PERHAPS IT WAS LOFTY AT ONE TIME, A TOWN OF CHILDLIKE BLISS, A WALK AT FOUR, AND IF IT RAINS, A DRAWING AT HALF TWO, PERHAPS THERE, JUST THERE, I SAW LIFE WITH FRESH EYES, NOW I REMEMBER NOTHING, I SEE NOTHING, I must look back on nothing. Thank you, Joseph, for sharing your poem, Lay, with us. When I read this, and in preparation for each episode, I read the poems a few times or whatever the submitted pieces are um, to really paint my own understanding and how I feel about them. Uh, This one... It first, obviously, uh, by Joseph's words, painted a this almost idyllic scene of a slightly dilapidated town, or you can almost even say ruins a little bit, but in a lovely, picturesque, uh, warm setting. Uh, maybe it was a town that, as you said, was at one point a colossus, and over time it kind of worn away a bit. And so it almost paints this hauntingly beautiful uh, setting on initial reading for myself. And then there's your last three lines. Now I remember nothing, I see nothing, I must look back on nothing. After describing what potentially life there could have been like. A a town of childlike bliss, a walk at four, or if it rains, maybe you'll be drawing at half two. And it kind of took me to a thought that I've had multiple times in regards to my own life. Um, I mentioned it on the previous episode, but I've had had early death in my family before. um, And in terms where it was early enough in my life that there's no memories, but only things that I've been told. Uh, memories that have only been relayed by other people but none of my own and so for this poem I actually really related to the last half of it uh, of thinking of potentially what it would have been like to live in this town or in my case uh, have a relationship with this person and that maybe at the time I had fresh eyes or a childlike bliss and now for my own personal sake there's nothing physical uh, in terms of my memories to look back on. And so I just thought, Joseph, that this is a great uh, poem where people can, obviously, with all pieces, draw their own conclusions from, uh, from this scene that you so meticulously painted. So thank you for sharing. This next one was submitted anonymously, and it is titled Paradox. If I had to give one rule for why a ball rolls down a hill, for why the sky is just so blue, the way light shines through a pool, and how the seasons come from tilt. If I had to give one answer to what is the nature of life, is the moonshine really a lie, does sea salt hurt your eyes, and if I die, where will I go? If I had to pick one path, put yourself on either side, say what you mean, never lie. There is only one world today, and numbers weren't words. Heave, sigh, paradox, and wait. So thank you for sharing this poem, Paradox. In regards to this piece, uh, the author said, when I answer questions with paradox, I can be at peace. I feel as if I've given the best answer I'm capable of. I answer a question with a mystery, so my answer is neither right nor wrong. Perhaps that is truth. And so, outside of me just really enjoying this poem when I initially read it, uh, it just had such a drawing allure to it, even though it's wrapped in this mystery. Um... I thought it was another great example of writing and showcasing your own unique viewpoint of the world. To me, writing, and obviously this can spread into other creative arts, but this is a writing and poetry podcast, so that's what I'll focus on. Um, But to me, writing, uh, poetry, fiction, non-fiction, uh, but either way, when you put down your words, you are penning your own unique, Outlook on life, especially in uh, in this case of poems and poetry. No one is going to have the one-to-one view that you do. No one's going to have the one-to-one experiences you do, and no one is going to have the one-to-one rationale about how you view the world works as you do. Everyone's going to have their slight little differences, as in the case of this anonymous submitter. Uh, How they use paradoxes for their answers to life and the universe. How that's where they find their truth. And so I believe I stated this earlier in the conception of this podcast, maybe in the first few episodes, that to me, doing this podcast and getting pieces like this and every other piece in each episode creates this uh, kaleidoscope, or you could say mosaic, of what it means to be human what it means to be alive, uh, specifically at the time of each piece is written. And as the podcast, if it goes on for a long time, we have hundreds of episodes, then it can show what it's like to be alive for each individual who wrote it at that time. And I think it just paints a a beautiful uh, picture of the human experience. So thank you so much for sharing this piece. Next, we have a poem by Sklar, and it is titled, I've Been Dreaming of Swedish Prison. I've been dreaming of Swedish prison. I hear that they keep the heat on free, and that you get 12 channels on the TV. Not a lot, but 12 more than what I've got. And I hear that you have your own room, window gets enough natural light for all 110 square feet. They say the guys are painting a mural out on the prison wall. You can pick up a brush after group therapy or stay in just to chat over coffee. So, I've been dreaming of Swedish prison. Thank you, Sklar, for sharing this poem. In regards to the background of this poem, uh, they go on to state, it started off in my brain fairly randomly deciding to remember the news story about Asap Rocky getting arrested in Sweden. And then they continue later on, I wanted the reader to sit with the uncomfortable feeling that a prison in another country might be a nicer life than what some of their neighbors or friends were experiencing. Better yet, I wanted the reader to reflect on whether that was better than the daily life available to them, or at least that had been available to them in the past. They also said when I was discussing to them or mentioned about how uh, they personally had their freedom, um, but what does it ultimately mean when they are working so diligently and hard to keep lights on in an apartment that's crumbling around them. And they also mentioned that when working as a social worker, uh, many of the people they worked with were putting up a, a Herculean effort to hold on to less than even what they themselves had. So this poem really interest, uh, wrestles with an interesting idea of the idea of people without freedom uh, because of crimes they committed um, possibly living a better life than you in terms of living conditions but obviously um, the exchange of freedom and the idea of if you reflect on your own life, of really fighting day to day just to survive. Um, but by doing so, your living conditions might not be that great. You know, you might not have cable or TV or internet or heat or even a space of your own um, with windows that get enough natural light and be able to relax and have group therapy and paint the mural. But obviously, the big caveat is you have your freedom. And so there's that balance of, well, in some cases, would I be okay with less freedom if I was able to get more of these resources? And I just think that these this poem uh, is an interesting thought experiment. You know, looking at what we have, and ultimately we can use this to, at least in my eyes, appreciate what we have. Um, and it can be hard. It really can. I mean... I've been quote-unquote homeless multiple times in terms of I didn't have a place of my own, particularly um, with my family. I've been um, renting a small room. I've had times where I have no transport, so I don't walk places. And, you know, at times, yeah, it seems the Swedish prison seems like a pretty sweet uh, um idea, you know, (laughs) of a place with nice heat, space, uh, entertainment, activities, but I also had my freedom, I was able to, I'm able to choose when I want to go, where I want to go, when I want to leave, the only thing that really holds me back from just choosing whatever I want to do is either finances or obligations, and obligations are something I willingly comply to. This, when I was reading this poem, it reminded me, too, of the... There's an episode of The Office uh, with Prison Mike. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, Steve Carell's character, he's trying to scare his co-workers about how bad prison is, and they kind of make fun of him by talking about it like it's such a good thing, about how prisoners get recess, and they get TV and free meals, um, obviously just to get under his skin. But as I said, it's that kind of weird or interesting thought experiment of you can have so much freedom, obviously, if you're not in prison. Um, But there's so many people that every day their prison almost becomes just a struggle to survive. All their waking hours is only solely focused on their survival. And due to the unfairness of life, it doesn't always fully pay off. They might survive, but as I said, the house might be falling apart, or they might not have be able to afford heat, or they, you know, might not be able to afford, uh, being able to get rela- something relaxing for them. You know, like in this case, painting a mural, or being able to have TV or internet, or have a place that has, you know, good natural light, and almost in their own struggles, they lose that freedom just to keep up with the basic survival and meet their basic needs so I think I'm running off long on this one but thank you Sklar I just liked the mind uh, the thought experiment this was one it really brings out so that is the end of this episode thank you so much for everyone who has submitted who has given feedback who has uh, shared their inspirations and motivations for writing. Um, I know that sharing can be tough with poetry, spe- especially but any creative endeavor to put yourself out there, and I really appreciate you guys for letting me read your words. It's always an honor, and thank you to the birds if you guys can't hear them, but if you can, thank you to those guys for being on time every morning, because they're really chatting it up right now. So, did you catch the hidden <laughs> overall story or idea that I feel like the poems could portray when put together. Well, as I said, it's not that serious. It's just one of those things that I thought was interesting um, that you can kind of build your own loose narrative. I was thinking with the first piece, The Window by M. Ray, um obviously you have this office worker looking over this hustling and bustling town and just appreciating the crazy mess of life, and appreciating the going-ons going of everyone around them, even though they might not know any of these people. And then you move on to this poem was written in Paris. Maybe uh, they, their office they work in is in Paris, and they're reflecting on the past of how the idea of impossible love, a love that just never fully worked out. And then we look further into their past uh, with the poem, Lay, uh, with their childhood. Maybe their childhood wasn't that great. Maybe they had to get away. Or maybe in some cases they just don't remember. But looking back on that idyllic past of uh, childlike bliss possibilities that they cannot recall the mind. So they can only, to a certain extent, imagine what it would have been like. Uh, maybe how easygoing life would have been. And then the idea of paradox, even the poem of, uh, this poem was written in Paris, kind of deals with that paradox, where love sometimes is impossible, and life sometimes is a paradox in itself, that there isn't always clear, easy answers for why things are, and sometimes they just seem contradictory. And then we end with, I've been dreaming of Swedish prison. Maybe things are not going too well for our um, protagonists of this loose story I came up with. (laughs) And they're reflecting, though, on how in this case, people in Swedish prisons might ultimately have a better slice of life than they do. Um, Constantly grinding, constantly working in this office uh, to keep up with their basic needs, and maybe they just want to be able to have it a little bit easier in their eyes. That is just what I loosely put together, all right? I don't, don't come at me for <laughs> if the narrative doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, but I just always think it's a fun kind of uh, game to do if the poems or the written pieces submitted can kind of fit into like the one weird and loose narrative. I just kinda of do it for myself. I thought I would share again. Um, but maybe you pick that up too. Who knows? I'm not gonna say. Anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, you can always leave a review. Um, I appreciate it if you can. You could do so on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts is like the biggest place to do so. But on Spotify you can follow. Other major platforms might have also a review uh, rating system. Whatever you can, if you're able to, great. I really appreciate it. It really helps out the podcast and allows it to get further out there so more writers can be inspired, submit their own work. If you'd like to submit your own poem, letter, short story, anything of that nature, you can easily do so by going to my Twitter, and that's Dead deadlettercast, C-A-S-T, once again, that's Dead Letter Cast. And there you'll find my email, which is deadletterradiopodcast.gmail.com. You can send me an email, which includes the title to the piece, uh, a PDF or Word document of whatever you have written and want shared, and you can include how you'd like to be credited or choose to be anonymous, and any background info you possibly would like shared regarding to what you've wrote. I do have other social media, such as an Instagram, kind of barren there, but it exists. And that's pretty much about it for sharing things. Um, Once again, I appreciate you guys so much for being able to take some time and listen to me, especially on this potentially very hot Sunday. (laughs) And if you're listening to me to later in the week while you're driving to work, that's perfectly fine as well. I am here just to give you a little space so you can relax, enjoy some wonderful writing. And maybe hear me banter a little bit, because I just like to do so. Anyways, this is Taze with Dead Letter Radio, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.